Hello, everyone. I'm Lauren Trees, and I lead the Knowledge Management Research Program at APQC. And I'm very happy to be joined today by Alana Sento, who does product marketing for Cinequa, a leader in intelligent search and APQC's partner for our latest and greatest research. And the project we've been working on explores the 2021 strategic outlook for information management generally, and more specifically, how easy or hard it is to find information inside the enterprise and all the host of issues around that. APQC and Cinequa really came together around this topic because we see it as both a long-term problem and an acute pain point in this moment. Findability has been an issue for KM forever, but it feels like it's getting progressively worse as organizations amass more and more and more digital detritus. And in the wake of COVID-19 and social distancing, where so many of us have been thrust into all digital workplaces and, and cut off from our normal information-seeking routines and workarounds, these problems that were always there um, have been snowballing, and it feels like they're creating magnitudes of, of frustration and harm right now. So Alana, I wanted to start by just asking you how you see this playing out in the last year. Uh, you know, the biggest changes that you're seeing as KM programs adapt to these new ways of working. Yeah, sure. I mean, first, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely front and center right now um, in terms of, you know, the impacts of the pandemic, um, but also generally as companies are really starting to go down uh, the the road or they're well into their digital transformations. Um, but in terms of the biggest changes, I mean, really knowledge is being digitized faster than ever. Um, that's been going on for some time, but um, of course, you know, the workforce is digital first. They're more distributed than they have been. Um, so, you know, knowledge is growing really quickly, which is great. Um, but, you know, they're, people are relying or workers are really relying um, a lot more on these um, tools to really uncover knowledge more than they did before when they would, you know, go and ask their coworker who sat next to them for answers to a question or, or help on, on something specifically. Um, so I'd, I'd say that, you know, the pandemic on one side, that's really changing things a lot. Um, but I think too, I mean, knowledge management programs, I mean, knowledge management, it's not new, of course, um, it's not a new concept, but, it, it is becoming more important within these organizations as technology is used more and more. Um, and what we're hearing from a lot of the customers that we work with is that it's, it, it's really about more than just making information available on a need to know basis, um, you know, really quickly finding answers. A lot of times these knowledge management technologies and programs that are put into place are really intended to actually drive growth for the business, um, you know, drive innovation, be able to, you know, not just find that information that exists, but be able to, yes, get to that quickly, but build on it and create new knowledge and, and you know, deliver no, more competitive, more innovative um, products in the future. So I think that those are kind of two of the main, uh, the main uh, biggest kind of changes that are happening with KM programs. It's so interesting because in some ways it feels like this golden age for knowledge management where it's become more critical and closer to business value. But at the same time, I feel like there's challenges that have never been greater than before. So, so what do you see as, as the biggest hurdles for KM leaders right now? Yeah, I mean, just, I guess to build off of that point of really driving business growth, I mean, um, you know, a, a central part to KM programs 
Um, we're really around content management systems, you know, learning platforms, communication tools. Of course, those are still really important. Um, but I think that, you know, their their roles are being heightened or, uh, you know, if you're, let's say, a CKO, um, you know, their technology is advancing so quickly. And what we find they're really running into is that, you know, the programs that they have and the ways of managing it can sometimes lag and make it, you know, it's just as this, as this, this digitized information and as technologies evolve, um, trying to keep up with. Um, everything that their organization's adopting, that their competitors are are adopting, and and making sure that um, you know their their employees are satisfied with the tools that they're using, and that they're as you know they're more productive than they've ever been before. Um, so really, kind of trying to balance all those, it's it's uh, often a race to really keep up with everything that's that's happening. Yeah, we used to talk about knowledge management as related but adjacent to technology, and I feel like those the relationship between the two has gotten closer and closer and more intimate. Yeah. And, and a lot of KMers, especially ones that have been around for a while, have, have cycled through a lot of different platforms and applications and tools that have, have promised to do a lot of things. Um, so coming at this from the perspective of intelligent search, I really wanted to ask you for someone who's less familiar with that, um, you know, what is it, first of all, and what makes it different from what's come before or maybe what people have used in the past? Yeah. Um, so if you, I mean, if you think about uh, search also is not a new concept. I mean, most of the technology and systems, um, they have search capabilities that live within them. Um, you know, they, a lot of organizations will have, um, you know, a search tool maybe that goes across their enterprise or across multiple systems. And, you know, kind of those legacy systems are really about, um, you know, really indexing content, bringing all of that together and providing that single entry point. But where the intelligence um, piece comes in is, it's really, really critical to, um, you know, making information not just findable, but um, also actionable. So, um, you know, it, which brings in, and not, I'm not going to get into all the technical features and things, but if we, if we kind of think about it, you know, in two key parts, there's really the front end that applies the intelligence in the back end. So, um, you know, on the back end, you have loads and loads of data, um, you know, largely unstructured data. You have content that exists in various formats. All of this is knowledge that needs to be um, utilized. And, you know, intelligent search can really take all of that data and really normalize it, um, you know, enrich uh, that data and, you know, actually make it discoverable and viewable, you know, in the context of what that particular user is searching for and cares about. And then on the other side of that is, you know, the front end for that, for an employee who's actually performing that search um, to be able to you know, use their own natural language to actually um, search for, you know, an answer to a question or specific information um, and be able to get that information back quickly and, you know, in the context of what they care about. Um, you know, we, we think about, especially when it comes to knowledge management, there's a big difference between the way that we as humans think and consume information compared to the way computers do it. Um, so really applying that intelligence to be able to, to bridge that gap is really key to actually, um, you know, actually being able to effectively 
um, bring that knowledge forward from a search perspective. And you were talking earlier about the digitized enterprise, the digital first distributed employees, um, all of these different pieces. I'm wondering how you see intelligent search specifically filling some of the current gaps within KM and, and KM programs. Yeah, I mean, you know, new technology, uh, you know, all that, all the digital systems that they're working within are, you know, incredible. I mean, they're um, so important to, to every business um, and they're growing really quickly. And with new technology, great opportunities, um, but also, uh, you know, can create more silos in terms of data. Um, I read recently that, you know, more than half of an organization's data is completely unused. And, you know, we can we can look to um, these different silos, whether they're through different technology or different functions within the organization, you know, people are working across different systems. Um, you know, search really helps to uh, unify those different systems and provide that entry point and actually make, um, you know, make it discoverable um, and make information actually discoverable, um, which, you know, doesn't, I mean, it, it's like, of course, you know, that's really needed. Um, but, you know, we often find when we're talking to people that are, you know, with our customers, they're like, yeah, this is, or, you know, other businesses are like, oh, this is a big problem for us. Um, you know, but, you know, because people are using, you know, they're searching across these different systems. So um, I guess to kind of add on to that is, you know, going back to the point of kind of humanizing how knowledge is used and acted upon you know, if you're thinking about um, one user who needs to find a specific answer from their content management system, from their CRM, they're looking in their different collaboration tools to find maybe someone who has expertise. Um, you know, these different systems have built an excellent uh, user experience, um, but that experience often varies and it's difficult for a single person to be able to connect the dots and, and connect relevant information across these different systems. Um, so that's really where you know, the value of intelligent search comes in and in being able to, uh, you know, if, if you're uh, looking, you know, you're working on a customer issue, say manufacturing, you know, you want to find the information about that customer, you want to be able to find the right processes that should be used, you want to be able to find, you know, replacement parts quickly and the right ones, um, you know, other related issues so that you can really solve it quickly, um, just as an, as an example of you know, kind of where that comes in. Yeah, it's almost like triangulation. How do you find the right expertise, the right technical information, process information, customer information, yeah. and, and, and and search at the same time on all of those different facets? I think that's right. part of the challenge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. So you've been dancing around this, and I, I, I always like to ask this because so many organizations that we work with are trying to figure out, they have a data management program, maybe they have an information management program, and then they have a knowledge management program, and they're trying to figure out in particular how the, the data and knowledge management pieces fit together. So I was wondering if you see a role for intelligent search in helping people get that holistic picture of data and knowledge and, and machine information and people information and, and how you think about bringing those pieces together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, so first of all, if you think of these huge enterprise organizations, I think that that's especially um, applicable here when we think about it. You know, they have huge amounts of data that, you know, that lives within the company, you know, decades sometimes. 
Um, and we were actually, uh, you know, talking to a customer in manufacturing recently who is who is saying that, um, you know, it's it's fine if you need to find like one piece of content and you know, like one piece of information that lives within one piece of content. Sure, that's great. But the big problem is all of that unstructured data, which I think they said was about 70% or 80% of the, the data that they have. And that's incredibly challenging to, um, you know, to be able to organize in a way and actually make it, you know, be able to surface it. I mean, we talked about the concept of big data for so long, which is like, okay, that's actually, it's great, but it's also the problem in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, intelligent search actually being able to come in and, and, and be the the means to take that you know all of that varying formatted data, very very messy um, data. That's really the you know it, it's oftentimes the you know the intellectual property of that company. You know of you know everything that they've done that they've built. Um, this you know the the customers that they have being able to actually um, take that, bring it together, and. Um, you know, and bring that forward as knowledge, you know, data is just kind of the first step and actually managing it, um, turning that into knowledge is incredibly difficult. And, you know, intelligent search is something that's, that's critical for solving for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the challenge is so many organizations struggle to get their, their head around even data definitions and, and data management, much less the unstructured stuff, um, you know, and especially how you put those pieces together. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a wicked problem that I feel like I've been watching organizations struggle with for, for more than a decade and not making yeah. a lot of progress. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, they, it, it's, I think it's really hard to strike a balance between doing things yourself and keeping it, you know, within and having being really like hands on and managing these pieces of your business. That's so important. You can't just like put everything, you know, into a system and say go. Um, but yep. yeah, actually being able to say, okay, we need this, we need a, you know, this kind of technology to be able to actually make sense of all this for us on a, you know, an ongoing basis. I mean, you could probably do that really, really small scale if you have a little mom and pop shop. But when we're talking about these, these big companies, you know, it's, it's incredibly hard and, um, you know, I mean, it can seem incredibly hard, um, but, you know, it's really where, where we see the value of intelligent search coming into it. Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like compared to five years ago, I've seen a lot of even big companies with mature knowledge management programs that had been really into building stuff themselves and, and customizing things themselves move towards, oh, there's vendor solutions and cloud-based solutions that are standardized and make sense for this. And why are we trying to do these things that aren't our core business? Yeah, exactly. So, so kind of around that, I wanted to get into the nitty gritty a little bit. I get a lot of tactical questions about the, the best way to approach this kind of tool, um, you know, design an implementation, you know, and go forward with that and, and roll it out. So I wanted to ask from your perspective, is there anything an organization uh, should do critical success factors for implementation, any pre-work, you know, who should be involved? What, what are the, the signifiers of success that you see? Yeah, um, plenty. I mean, but I'd say, I guess, focusing on the ones that, um, that we see across all of the, the different companies that we talk to is, um, you know, first of all, really, you know, you're not just going to um, put all this time and effort into implementing a search solution, um, you know, just 
to make simply to make people's lives easier. You know, there are business issues that really need to be solved for. Um, you know, you're seeing that um, production costs are really high, and you know, behind your competitors, um, employees aren't happy. Um, you know, there's there are very specific functions, very specific issues that are going on that that search needs to be solved for, which seems obvious, but um, you know, it can become really complex with a lot of people who are involved in the process of implementing and making the decisions on how things are implemented. So um, something that we that we hear all the time is really making sure that you're staying focused on what the issues are that you're solving for um, and build and implement uh, your search solution for this um, specifically. I love that you said that because that's what we tell people about any kind of knowledge management <laughs> right. strategy, approach, anything. Start with the customer internally, understand what their needs are, and then reverse engineer from there. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. it may sound mystifying, but it's just like any other thing that you're doing in KM from that perspective. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I mean, and I'd say, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, but again, I mean, it's you're like, oh, yeah, of course but it's so easy to, to get away from that in a lot of ways. Um, and I'd say too, uh, making sure that you're choosing a solution um, that you're able to dedicate the right resources to. Um, I think oftentimes, um, and that's for implementation, but it's also on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, it's, it's not, uh, I mean, most technology, I mean, I think that a lot of technologies market themselves in the way where it's like, oh, just flip it on and, um, you know, it'll do the work for you. Um, that's <laughs> not really the reality in a lot of cases. So making sure that, you know, you're like, that you know exactly what kind of resources you'll need internally or maybe even externally. I mean, most of our customers, a lot of people, you know, they're working with these implementation partners or these consultants who can you know, who are experts in a, in a lot of this or, I mean, of course, in working directly with us and, and making sure that, you know, they're set up for success from the beginning and things don't get stalled or, um, or, you know, they invest all this time and then, you know, they don't really have the means to be able to manage it, to create rules, tweaks, um, to expand. I mean, you know, it's another thing too, like taking a scalable approach, um, you know, you've core, I mean, hardly any technology is going to be perfect, you know, have everything that you need um, across the board, but being able to to find a solution that, um, you know, you're able to actually scale and it's, it goes in the direction of your business. I mean, we have some customers who um, have 50, some have hundreds of search applications. I mean, these are huge, huge companies, but some have, um, you know, maybe even hundreds across, you know, over many years um, that they've done. So really being able to take that more scalable um, approach to it versus, okay, we're just going to solve for this one problem, implement it, and then move on. Um, so I'd say that those are probably, yeah, those are probably the main ones. Yeah, business issues, you know, really taking that scale approach and, yeah, resources, you know, making sure that you have the right resources um, is, is key, of course. And I'm sure this is different in every business, but is there anyone that you feel like really needs to be on that team in terms of resources, uh, you know, organizational role or department, or, or anybody that you've seen really add a lot of value that companies might not think of right off the bat, including in that that cross-functional team of stakeholders? Yeah, um, you know, it really depends. I think it's it's good 
for somebody who has kind of that overview of all the different um, of all the different um, kind of systems and technologies that they use so that they really know how it fits in. Because oftentimes when you're implementing an intelligent search solution, it's, you know, it, it needs to be able to connect to systems that lie across multiple different departments. Um, you know, so if you, so being able to understand the needs of those different teams, I think, um, and, you know, we're, we're talking to knowledge management leaders, we're talking to um, IT leaders, um, you know, people who have more of that strategic outlook across the organization um, are usually, you know, really successful. And, and you know, they're, they're going in and, and they're talking to their stakeholders internally and really being able to pinpoint, okay, these are the problems that you're facing. This is what we need. This is how it's going to fit. Um, so they have more of that. Uh, they have a little bit more of that wider view um, are usually, you know, where they, uh, when they're, you know, really able to implement a, a really successful program. So, Alana, what is the biggest benefit that you've seen an organization gain from putting this kind of solution in place? Uh, I'd love to hear from you what what you see as the advantages and and maybe an example of how this works in the real world. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's always the qualitative benefits um, and then really the quantitative ones. So, um, I, I would say the main one from a search perspective is improved productivity. Um, and, you know, these, these productivity gains influence a whole bunch of other uh, areas and, and benefits as well. Um, so, you know, if, if employees are more productive, let's say, in building um, a new product, they can make sure that they're going to market on time, um, that they're using resources effectively, um, that they're eliminating or they're minimizing, um, you know, mistakes let's say, um, you know, they're designing uh, a new product and, or, I mean, we can think of pharma too, you know, they're highly, highly regulated, highly complex, requires a lot of um, research at the very beginning that influences everything moving forward. And the earlier that you can identify and avoid issues, you know, the less expensive it's going to be, the more, you know, quickly you're going to be able to um, to move through those clinical trials and, and avoid any any future issues. Um, I'd say a lot of the, the positive feedback that we really hear um, from, you know, our customers and, and how they use search is around the satisfaction um, that their employees get from um, the tools that they're able to use. And this is especially true when we think about um, the areas of the business that have to make those really complex decisions. Um, you know, they they have to look across a lot of, you know, really complicated um, documentation and feedback from customers. And, you know, they need to get all this different information. And if they're wasting a lot of time doing a lot of the same kind of work or not being able to hit their goals, you know, they're, you know, they can look to, or they might not see us from a user perspective, but, you know, if they're, if they're able to actually do these things more efficiently, of course, they're going to be happier. Um, and they're going to be willing to contribute more knowledge to the organization versus, um, you know, just constantly being able to, uh, or constantly trying to find um, things that already exist. So I would say that those are, yeah, some of the key ones I'd say too, I mean, customer satisfaction is of course huge. Um, that again can be, um, can be very complex decisions in a lot of ways, especially from a B2B standpoint, if we're thinking about things like retail banking, 
um, those, uh, you know, you're, you're dealing with either, you know, a lot of money, you're dealing with a lot of competition, you know, it's, it's much harder, uh, it costs a lot of money to acquire new customers. So, um, you better be focused on, you know, making sure that your existing customers are, are happy so that they're not going to competitors. So, um, you definitely see that, you know, they can, uh, customer service agents, as an example, they're called to resolution time, um, you know, it, like vast improvements to those areas, um, just because they can simply find the information that they need um, quickly and efficiently, and they can find it, you know, the accurate information. Um, so a number of different, uh, yeah, different areas that it can really influence. I think that's great. I think the connection between employee productivity and augmenting that decision-making and and employee satisfaction and, and feeling like they're doing a good job of their jobs and being efficient and how much that um, drives their happiness with their job in addition to their ability to do their job is, is really powerful. Um, right. You know, and I, I don't think enough organizations make those yeah. connections. Yeah. And I mean, to your point also about where, um, you know, who, which parts of these organizations are most successful when it comes to implementing something like search. I mean, you know, those who are managing their knowledge management programs are often really successful here because their goals are, are to provide a balance between delivering value to the business, you know, making sure that, um, you know, the company can grow and be efficient. And then also thinking about the satisfaction of their employees, you know, that they're able to ramp up quickly using learning platforms that, um, you know, they're happy with the tools that they're using. So they're oftentimes um, looking at it from both angles, which is really important. I think that's so important. We've been talking a lot today about why knowledge management needs intelligent search, and I think it does. But intelligent search also benefits from knowledge management. They go together <laughs> very well, uh, symbiotically. Exactly, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alana, and thanks everyone for joining us for this APQC okay. podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about KM Trends, search, the research we talked about today, please visit apqc.org and have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, Alana. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks everyone for joining.